0: Welcome to the DASH Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamidge, SEL Consultant and Dean of Students. Here on the DASH, relationships and communication come first. That's why every week our goal is to provide social-emotional learning solutions for your school community. You can learn more about me and the DASH Podcast at TreyGammage.com, where you'll find our middle and high school SEL workbook, Every Decision Counts, More about the Dash podcast and my story through education. And if you are in need of accessible, autonomous, continued education, check out our adult SEL platform, seleducators.com, the only platform dedicated to adult social-emotional learning activities. Lastly, we want to give a big thanks to the Teach Better Podcast Network for putting together a collection of podcasts dedicated to supporting the entire school ecosystem through in-depth conversations that you care about. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is The Dash. Welcome back to SEL Foundations, a special series of The Dash podcast I'm your host, Trey Gamage, education consultant with SEO educators and also a K 12 Dean of Students for the PD Math, Science, and Technology Academy. This is episode 194, and we're continuing to explore opportunities to advocate for our educators, for our teachers, and for our students. And that advocacy is specific to social emotional learning in schools. I believe that. SEL is just as important as academic learning. And I don't have any idea how we can expect to impact students if we are not supporting teachers. So we've been doing solo episodes for about two months now, about eight weeks, I wanna say, and and I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun with these episodes. And I hope that you're finding that uh, the information that we have is, taking you deeper to another level, because we really want to bring the awareness. We really want to highlight SEL and bring practical opportunities to apply the information that you have. So I would love to hear from you in the comments. I would love to hear you share with your friends. If you see something that you like, see something that you wanted us to talk about or an article that you want us to refer to, go ahead and and leave a comment for me on the podcast or on social media, so that way we can um, address SEL in the articles that you brought up as well. Now, as we get started for the day, I notice that, let's see. uh, As we get started for the day, I did notice that this says April 1986 by Ben Olson. So I'm not sure if that's the most accurate date, um, but as we read through, I think it's quite interesting to explore um, teachers' work environments and how they are not supportive, how they're not supportive. Uh, most teachers feel like essentially that, that you're just at school, you know, and there's no opportunities for feedback. There's no opportunities for growth. You don't necessarily feel like you're involved all the time. So in this, I want to explore, there's four key areas through the poll that um, our educators feel like they're not being engaged on campus. And, you know, we talk about enhancing student voice and engagement, but how important is teacher voice and engagement, educator voice and engagement? We all want to be a part of a collaborative vision that we have a hand in. Even if I'm not the leader, if I'm not the number one and number two PLC person, I still want to understand that um we're working together to make our world better at our school at our school so there was 1800 respondents in this poll and over 1.5 1800 respondents represent a random sample of approximately 1.5 k-12 teachers who belong to nea the national education association and um one of the first quotes here, or the, let me let me read this for us too. Those principles include clear organizational goals and priorities, adequate resources to do the job, communication and cooperation among staff and involvement of employees in decision-making. All four conditions are sorely lacking in schools today, said Ms. Bacharach. Bacharach. If supportive culture is important, to a profession, and if you compare these data to other, to those four other organizations, then schools are some of the least supportive organizations that I have ever seen in my life. Wow, wow. If a supportive culture is important to a profession, and if you compare these data from this survey about teachers engagement to other organizations, Then schools are some of the least supportive organizations that I've ever seen in my life, and this was a conversation that we had a couple years ago in um, our administrative training online, in thinking about how, thinking about how we don't necessarily provide the detailed coaching to teachers and our educators as we would to say a a professional athlete or business coach and stuff like that. You know, you you got to be really specific and really. organized to provide teachers and educators with the support that we need to truly move forward in and feel supported in our school environments the majority of teachers in the survey said that they had little chance to participate in decision making for schools the staff felt that opportunities for development were inadequate and that administrators were rarely talking to them about important topics so uh, you know once again this year throughout the school year i've I've seen these comments i've seen these sentiments from our own teachers and they just wanted to be heard you know i know me particularly as a dean of students at pdmsta i try to make it a point to every day walk through every single classroom and see our teachers just to stop by and say hey do you need anything do you need a break say hello to the students all that kind of good stuff and i can't tell you how many times i walked in the classroom and, and one of our teachers is, oh, Mr. Gamage, you're right on time. Let me run to the bathroom real quick. Oh, Mr. Gamage, I'm having an issue with this student. Can, can you help me out with there? or they're just doing a, a wonderful lesson and I wanna take some pictures that we can post on social media. And one of the sentiments about midway through the year, around November of the 2020-21 school year, we started hearing much more about, um, our teachers weren't necessarily feeling as engaged from administration and we had to take more time to uh, celebrate our teachers, to involve our teachers and for them to be a part of the conversation and discussion. In fact, part of our return to school plan, we had a brief after school meeting about 30 minutes where we gave opportunities for our teachers to think about what it is gonna look like if we come back to school for, for testing or before the year is over, how are we going to be prepared For this opportunity for our students to come back. When we move into decision-making, the decision-making responses from the survey, few of the teachers surveyed said they have more than an occasional chance to participate in decisions or organizational policies that affect their school. 94 percent said they have little chance to participate in decisions regarding staff hiring and 61 percent say they seldom or occasionally get a chance to influence student discipline codes and grading policies in addition 54% of teachers feel uninvolved in decisions about school they are assigned to 44% in decisions in decisions about grade or subject level assignments in decisions about how to teach, 38% in decisions about what to teach. So, you know, I think a a big piece here is is just wanting to be heard. You know, here we are with um, you as a teacher or as an educator, with perhaps, let me retract that statement, with the most important profession in the country, in the nation, in the world, because we're preparing the next generation of students to be successful. So shouldn't the, the teachers who are spending eight hours a day with our students be involved with some of the decision-making process? I, I'm, I'm just now starting to learn more about policy myself and how policy impacts decision-making. And so maybe maybe there's some, you know, some gaps from a, a classroom curriculum perspective to the uh, policy and decision making but there's no reason that that gap can't be bridged in a plc meeting in an after school development meeting in a survey that gives an opportunity to receive information to receive input from our classroom teachers once again as i've been teaching a class now we've got some virtual courses we're teaching and i've been teaching them for a few weeks and Um, There's a lot going on, and you learn a lot more about the details about what your students need when you're in the classroom versus when you are in an administrative role. So I mentioned walking through classes. It's one thing to walk through classes and spend one to two minutes in each class, but it's another thing to spend 60 minutes a day with 20 students online and um, in person. So I can see how you would feel disrespected with the lack of involvement in decision-making there. From an administrative perspective, teachers didn't report that their building administrators were particularly helpful um, in this regard from decision-making. 36% surveys said that their administrator frequently asked for their suggestions or opinions, but there was also 45% that claimed that they were never asked. So, I mean, I. I'm preaching to the choir here or speaking to the choir rather in the sense that, you know, our, our, education system is really jacked up. It's really messed up the way that we think about serving and supporting our kids. And when you look at stuff like this, the statement, how can we expect to impact students if we're not supporting teachers? If my teachers if in the classroom are not feeling supported by me as an administrator, what should I be expecting their output? to be like for our students. I'm not modeling how they can create shared agreements. I'm not modeling how to be supportive. I'm not modeling how to give grace. I'm not modeling how to give your input. I'm not modeling how to take your feedback and create a collective decision, but doing it more so on my own. Again, there's simply a quick survey, a quick staff meeting, an opportunity for voices to be heard. 37% 37% of those surveys said that their administrators seldom or occasionally explain things to them more than half said their administrators seldom clarify what is expected of them and nearly half said administrators seldom, dev- seldom provide helpful suggestions or information. I'll be honest, this, this blog article right here really makes me reflect on my administrative practices that really makes me reflect because that that hurts my heart to see that um, we have unclear expectations. Because I know that in the classroom, the expectations that you have for your students, that's the first thing that that administrator comes to observe, what's your expectation, what's your objective? What's your expectation, what's your objective? But um, what I'm seeing here is that we as administrators will roll out a new practice or will roll out a new initiative but we won't explain the how, the why, or the what. Sometimes that's necessary. There's occasions where I don't have time to explain, or it's not not necessary to explain, or there's there's not much input that can be provided because it's a a district mandate or a state mandate or whatever kind of requirement we've got to put into place. So I don't think it's asking for 100% input, but the opportunity to provide that input. Third here, staff development. Teachers are not happy with the quantity or quality of staff development opportunities available through schools. More than half surveyed said that they had occasional, occasional to frequent problems in this area. And the staff development for teachers might take inappropriate forms. When asked for the most effective sources of job related knowledge and skills, 92% of those surveyed, check experience as a teacher, which you can't can't deny that. Your experience is is crucial, critical. Teachers also rated consultation with observation of other teachers as definitely effective, followed by study and research pursued by teachers on their own and courses and consultation in the teacher's area of specialty. So what I see in all that in this statement In this statement, I see that we want a choice. Same thing that we saw earlier where administrators are not involving um, voice, educators are not involved in decision-making. All this right here, wanting to be observed and getting the feedback, practicing your own study and research and practicing courses that's ways for educators to take control where everything else that you do in the classroom is controlled by state mandates school-wide standards different expectations your professional development is your opportunity to focus on the areas that you truly want to improve and that are truly going to make you a better teacher for your students in-service training is now a multi-billion dollar industry but, and it's effective, but is it giving us the information that our teachers need to thrive, to truly thrive? I know myself, I'm a part of a uh, SEL certification and school leadership program with Rutgers and St. Elizabeth's University. I'm loving that so, 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 so much. I know the professional development that that we provide at SEL Educators is heavily focused on uh, giving you autonomous opportunities to apply, information from evidence-based research, you know, and in more looking at being a facilitator. How can I facilitate purpose in schools? The last factor of the teacher work environment that's not feeling as supportive is um, time and resources. Teachers didn't feel like the time, space, staff support or materials were readily available large percentages of educators feel like they have problems um, finding time for counseling, finding time for planning, finding time for instruction. Once again, as an administrator, you know I get hesitant to ask my teachers or ask our educators to participate in campus-wide activities because I know that one hour planning time during the day and all that you've got to prepare is, is almost too much. You know, perhaps that's the other side of the spectrum, you know, is that we don't have enough time from the administrative standpoint to involve teachers. So end up making the mistake of just doing it ourselves. And I say mistake because I've done that on several occasions myself. And just because you you don't get to choose how much time somebody else has to participate. So we have to open up the opportunities for our teachers to be involved, even if it doesn't feel like, there's enough time to do so. So the quality and quantity of equipment doesn't necessarily feel like it's up to par, the space available, and um, the frequency of problems is difficult. We're, We're struggling in a lot of ways here. We just don't have a culture in these organizations or a structure that allows teachers to be effective, he concluded. We're putting committed young teachers into organizations that by definition But burn them out. Wow. We don't want you burnt out. We we don't want you burnt out. I feel like you should have the resources that you need, the administrative support that you need, the opportunities to provide feedback that you need, because that's important. How can we expect to impact students if we aren't teaching or reaching teachers? I feel like you can go back to that question on um, any occasion you can go back to that question on any occasion and it's going to be relevant and it's going to make sense. Um, before we do go today, I want to show you, you know, I like I like to give you the opportunities to apply what we're discussing. And I, Based on our conversation today, what's growing in your garden? Create your own educator mastermind. So, you know, if you're not feeling the opportunity to share your voice and engagement, you're not seeing the Um, engagement from your administration to give you that voice in the choice, then you can create your own teacher mastermind, whether that's with your PLC on campus or a network of teachers across the nation and world. Put together a structure where you can articulate your voice, you can articulate what you need in your classroom, and perhaps even put together um, effective proposals that you can present to your administration on how to move forward. This is a a lovely course here, one of my favorite ones. I've been a part of several masterminds. We had a a black educator mastermind with a couple of my friends and my siblings, where we explored just some of the successes and downfalls that we were experiencing as uh, as black men, as fathers, as husbands. Been a part of a educational mastermind, an entrepreneurial mastermind, I should say, where several of us education entrepreneurs got together over the pandemic to figure out how to pivot our business into a place where we can continue to thrive and support and provide value to educators where we need it. It's also a great opportunity to just slow down, you know, to find 30 minutes where you can connect with teachers um, whether it's in your PLC or outside of your PLC. So what's growing in your garden? Create your teacher mastermind. This is a wonderful course for you. Um, And as always, you know, the, the foundational course that you can take is the SEL self assessment for adults. This will really set you up for success individually and you can complete as a PLC or school community to really analyze your strengths, your weaknesses and your opportunities for growth. We covered a lot in this episode, this is actually one of the longer solo episodes we have, so I apologize. No, no, I don't apologize for being long-winded because this is great information that we need to hear and our teachers need more support. How can we expect to impact students if we are not supporting teachers? I don't believe that we that we can be the most effective or efficient at this. So thank you for your time today. If you like this episode, please share it with those who need it, your teachers, your administrators, your school leaders, where you may need more time to, where you may need more opportunities for voice and engagement. And on the other end, share it with your administrators and your teachers who are doing a great job providing you opportunities to share your voice and engagement. If you like this episode once more share it we're on youtube with the videos and we'll post everything that we have full show notes full episode videograms on instagram facebook and youtube thank you very much we'll see you next time this is the dash